Alrighty, folks, are you ready? Let's do it. Ready? Whee! And welcome to another episode of Geek Fanthology. I am Groot. And I am joined this week by... I am the one true Groot. I am Vin Diesel. I am Groot. And... I am Groot! And, um... Tonight, we are drinking... We are all drinking, actually. This is... I am Groot. first. I am Groot. Beer. <laughs> In this circumstance, we are Groot yeah. beer. Technically, technically, the actual name of the cocktail is Baby Groot uh, by a group called Secrets of the Booze. I do highly recommend their YouTube video if you like geeky cocktails. And puns, but apparently. I am yeah. Groot beer is a better, uh, is a much better name for. It's a punnier uh, for for the drink, in my opinion. Yep. Um, and if you couldn't tell from the theming, we're going to be talking about Inspector Gadget. Damn right. <laughs> no, we're going to be talking about uh, Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, standard rules apply. Um, we'll do non-spoilers first for a bit until we run out of things to say um, that are not spoilers. And then we will launch into spoiler territory. I'll try to remember to put in some music. And yeah, so... Um, does anybody remember what trailers there were first? I always like to talk about the trailers, too. Was there really uh, anything new? <clears throat> pretty much just the stuff we've been seeing for a while now. Uh, Alien Covenant, which is coming out in like five minutes anyway. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, Thor Ragnarok. Did I write them down? I feel like I would have re- like I maybe what? wrote them I'm down. I'm excited for Thor. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure very, you are. I missed the, the trailers. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I was in Columbia. Um... Yeah, I don't think there was any, there was a Transformers trailer. I there was a, there was an IMAX, and it was a different trailer than the one I than we'd seen recently. Yeah, it was more in depth. Like you actually got more an idea of what the movie's actually about. And I'm still not gonna go see it. Yeah, I really don't care. Michael, the Transformers movies are dead to me. After I am positioned underneath the target's testicles, I lost all hope <laughs> for those movies. I mean, that's fair. That's that's a fair assessment. <laughs> I was okay with the first one. You know what's weird is I I, uh, I actually liked the third one more than the second one. And I thought that it was going to get progressively worse, as that's how these <coughs> things tend to go. Mm-hmm. The second one was most people's problem. It was really bad. But I... Which one was the, se- was the second one, the one that I hate? Revenge of the Fallen. That's the one that had the testicles. Yeah. I like it after Mark Wahlberg took over. Yeah, that was a huge plus. Wahlberg and also the third one was no. Um, wow, my brain just fried. The girl who was in the Megan first two, Megan yeah, Fox. <clears throat> they changed girlfriends in the third one. Yeah, <laughs> well, to someone who was actually from the original stories of Transformers. Oh, cool. It's who he later is supposed to marry. <clears throat> Maybe I should no. I, I I'm not going to be drawn into that. Never mind. Yeah. Besides which, Guardians. I am Groot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is a valid point. There are too many. You're right. Toys. We are getting off topic. <laughs> and we focus too much. Yeah. And we focus too much. And they focus too much on the human element too. Yeah. People just want to see robots explode. They don't yeah. care about the girlfriends. I will say this though. I am. I. I, I am happy they're doing uh, Unicron. I 
hope so. That's what it looks like. It's Unicron. It's totally fucking Unicron. Yeah, I, I thought that with the last one that came out because they had something that was practically planetized too, but it was something else. I never it watched was the cartoon, so I don't know anything about the lore. Lore is a strong word. Unicron uh, was from the act was story. from the animated movie where, where <laughs> robot uh, ego. Yeah. Something that's an excuse to sell toys shouldn't. Yeah. I don't think it deserves the term lore. Well, it was from the, first, it was from the animated movie where Optimus Prime died for your just, sins. You know, to sell, most of the 80s cartoons were to sell toys. They do not hold up at all. I, I really, still love watching Thundercats. I really like uh, pretty much... Like, the only thing I've watched that didn't really hold up for me very well, and this is blasphemy, was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, it's terrible. It does not hold up at all. I, really I tried I could not get through an episode. The original, like... The original so animated, bad. Yeah, the original animated. So turtles. bad. So with you on that. Nostalgia, big I, time. I will still watch it. I like pointing out where they... Uh, Wrong voice from the wrong. I mean, turtle. you can you can MST3K that shit. You know, I now. still, but I will say, I still <laughs> like watching GI Joe and uh, and Power and Transformers and Power Rangers. Well, I think things that are just straight up action hold up better because it's just action. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be clever. You just watch things Yo, explode. Joe, you know? Ninja Turtles had much better stories when it was just in black and white. And this, you lost your voice, Ben. You're you're being quiet today. No, I'm just um, Ninja <laughs> Turtles. I. Okay, again, I'm old. Um, <coughs> you don't say. I remember I everything was in black and white. They were color coded. Back when exactly. Back when it was a send up of uh, of Daredevil. It was a send up of every comic trope they could come up with. Yeah. Back oh, man, when that it was is a, really nice. Sorry. Back when it was a black and white college project. You know. And everything else in the world was you know was made as a copy of it. <laughs> Yep. You know, uh, was it you know prepubescent, um, you know, uh, prepubescent karate, you know, karate rabbits, or what have you. <laughs> but there is one other thing that really should be pointed out. I am Groot. Anything else in the trailers that's even worth mentioning? No, uh, not really. <clears throat> Didn't think so. Um, there was nothing. I want to say it was a different tra- uh, in IMAX. There was a different trailer than I've seen previously for Dunkirk. And I was mm. like, okay, yeah. where nothing happened. Well, everybody's staring at the plane and hearing and the planes it. coming, and then they freak out, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It was, but it was a really effective trailer. Yeah, yeah it would have been if I hadn't seen the earlier trailer where stuff actually did happen. Yeah. They ruined the whole effect. Right. Anywho. Oh, well. Um, so, Guardians. Um, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Tim Gunn, once again, I feel really knocked it out of the park. It's... He's going to be the only director in Marvel to do three movies, consecutive movies. Hmm. Nobody same. else has done. Yeah, yeah. All three Guardians are going to be him. Yay! Whereas, like all the Iron Man, all the Cap, all the Thor, were all at least two different directors. Right. Well, he earned it, as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah. And technically, within one movie, because the Russo brothers, <laughs> co-directors of awesomeness. Yeah. They're amazing. <clears throat> I'm excited that they're doing Infinity War. Yeah. yeah, I I laughed more in this one. Tiffany cried more in this yeah. one. <laughs> um, yeah. It's gonna have it's it. I don't think it's much of a spoiler, but uh, to to say that there is a there is a part that made me tear up and probably will make me tear up every time I rewatch that movie. Yeah, you yeah. laugh, you cry, you jam out to eighties classic rock. Seventies and eighties. Yeah, seventies yeah. and eighties. 
Eclectic mix of classic awesome. Yeah. I honestly feel like Awesome Mix Volume 2 is a better soundtrack than Awesome Mix Volume 1. Mm, I gotta disagree. I didn't recognize anything from Volume 2. I feel sorry for you. I recognized most of Volume 1. I recognized I most of 2. I wasn't big on music growing up. Mostly. I do that. I do mm. love uh, the Brandy song, though. Yeah. Brandy was classic. a really great through line. Yeah. Um, it's a great metaphor. Brandy, okay. you're a fine girl. Yeah, and um, then of course the chain. Yeah, oh, and yeah. freaking the, yeah, the chain. Yeah. And and Mike and the thing that honestly sold it for me uh, was opening the thing with Mr. Blue Sky. I love yellow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you know I am rude, but yeah. that's you know hardly worth you know mm. worth going on. <laughs> But maybe I should wait for spoiler territory. Yeah, we really should. Yeah, you should really should uh, see <laughs> yeah, that sort of. I keep nearly saying something like, "Yeah, wait." <laughs> but see, this one, I think, what we get more out of this one is growth out of all the characters. Yeah, yeah. This was less of a um, hardcore, or not really hardcore, but the first one was more action oriented. Like we've got to right. destroy the ring, essentially. Yeah, but uh, what are we waiting for? <laughs> and this one was a lot more character development that just happened to go along with saving the galaxy again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I for everybody, too, not just the main who is considered the and main. And spoilers, star. they saved the galaxy? <laughs> I know, right? Again? I said that's what they're trying to do. Well, you know, then they're making a, a Guardians 3. You know, unless it's Revenge of the Guardians. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 3, we done fucked up. Right. By the way, another another non-spoiler thing I can point out is they did not waste any time with that little caption at the end. It's like, as soon as things are winding down, just immediately, the Guardians will return! Yeah. yeah. It's Boom. like, okay, guys, we get it. You're being a little desperate. You're being a little clingy. And, and <laughs> this is something else that's worth saying in non-spoiler territory. There are... Five post-credit scenes yes. in that. Yeah, movie. I counted, and you are correct, I am, sir. I am so thankful because this has been done before, where there were multiples, but you had to go see it multiple times and just hope you got a different one. There have been movies that did that, where there was a that's cruel. there was an that's end like, credit that's scene. like how they ended Clue. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, there was well, an end credit scene, and you had to go see it like three different times and just hope. To me, the first you were getting a different. Scene. To me, the first end credit scene was. Before the credits started. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was like immediate. Like, you and didn't then, have time to leave the theater if you wanted to. Yeah. yeah. It was already... And then there's also yeah. little Easter eggs throughout the yeah. actual yeah. credits. Yeah. Fans of the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Will, All three of you. Yeah. All three of you. <laughs> Greg Price, I know. <laughs> Fans of the original Guardians of the Galaxy. He did complain about that, didn't he? He did. Um... You, you, no offense, we'll, but he get, strikes me as a guy that likes to complain. <laughs> I mean, well, comic-wise, anyway. He's he is he has very high standards. Perfectionist. Um, yes. He's a he's very much purist. So, but fans of the of the original Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, will be thrilled with what they see in this one. Does anybody count the I am Groots in the credits? By the way, there's a, I, I, didn't, I was busy trying Christ. to find them. Yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine tried, but she lost count after seventeen. Holy crap. Yeah. Just randomly, occasionally, in the credits will be the words, I am Groot. Yeah. Which will then turn into right. whatever, From an actual end. credit. But... Um, speaking of Groot, the opening sequence. That was so great. It and it's not really spoilers, it's in the opening credit. It's in the opening sequence. Well, and it doesn't spoil anything with Baby Groot dancing. Right. Oh my to God, Mr. Baby Blue Groot Sky! Yeah. <laughs> Baby Groot dances? 
Ooh, that's some spoilers. Just right there. the way they. I, we'll, I'll get into more detail, but just the way they did that too. Yeah. I have to say that I'm going to say something controversial. I prefer Adult Groot. He did more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Baby Groot was just kind of a mascot that was, you know, he was cute and yeah. he was around and he didn't and, really do much. And I think he he was one of the unifying factors in the whole theme of the movie of family. Right. Because everybody took turns taking care of it. Yep. <clears throat> That's true. And Even we'll discuss more, take, dur- more during spoilers. Yes. 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 Um, but yeah, the man. What else was? What else is worth saying before we talk about spoilers? Uh, Kurt Russell's amazing. Kurt Russell is. Of amazing. course, he is. As always. Kurt freaking Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's Kurt Russell. I mean, I didn't see a single complaint on the internet when they cast him. Before, yeah, no. before yeah. finding out who they're Kurt Russell's the Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't care who he is. That's no. fine. <laughs> yeah, just make it I happen. I don't play Star-Lord, I'll still be happy. <laughs> well, that was, that was much rejoicing. Yeah. That's, that's my it's like when they cast... Uh, it's like when they cast... Suddenly I'm blanking on her name. Scarlett Johansson? No. What's the character name? Yeah, just tell us the character. Uh, she's in, she, she's going to be in the Defenders. Supporting Weaver? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone's complaining. No, yeah, I don't think anyone complained about Sigourney Weaver being cast yeah. in Defenders. It's yeah. like... Okay, yeah, well, right. it's Sigourney. The, the only people that complained were the people who said, "Who's Sigourney Weaver?" Right. To which, which that is what to, they been yeah, to right. which she actually was. Oh, she went on a on a, I can't remember what, like uh, some show or another, and she was like, and she was like doing press for Defenders a little bit, and she was like, people have been, it's been pretty universally. There's been two camps. People have been excited, and people who don't know who I, know who I am. Yeah. So the people who don't know who I am, I'm the woman who's responsible for saving the for saving the world about once every five or six years, single handedly. <laughs> I think it was at Comic Con uh, where they, the first time they had the cast of the Defenders together. Oh uh, yeah. And then that's when that they it. announced Sigourney officially, and they had her come up on screen. <laughs> and somebody, I think uh, I can't remember who was hosting the that particular panel or whatever mm-hmm. uh, said we can't tell you who she is yet and the, like multiple people in the audience said we don't care <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because it's Sigourney Weaver yeah, that woman like, can act yeah it's like we're casting Sigourney Weaver you know as the Mandarin yay <laughs> <laughs> we're casting Sigourney Weaver as a homeless woman on the street in one scene it'll be a great scene she's gonna give advice to uh, Jessica Jones <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, Kurt Russell, man, he just, he just owned like he just owned the screen. He has such a presence, and it's yeah. funny because it's like you think, okay, how do you out charisma Star Lord? It's like, okay, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, he just walks on screen. One being, yeah. <laughs> there's only one being that could possibly out charisma any of them, and of course he's in that movie too, David Hasselhoff. Yeah. <laughs> you see here. I'm so bad with names. What about Bruce Campbell? Bruce Campbell could do it too, but I was thinking the other, per- the only other person I could think that could potentially have done well in Kurt Russell's shoes yeah. is the actor's name I can't remember, but he's the dude. Oh, Jeff, uh, oh, Jeff yeah. Bridges. Jeff Bridges would also have been really good. But he's already done Marvel. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was, was he in Marvel? Obadiah Stane. Obadiah Stane. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He was Stane. That would be fun. Yeah, he was the opposite of the You dude. probably just don't realize, remember that it was him because he was bald. Yeah. That is heresy for Jeff Bridges. <laughs> and he had a beard. Yeah. That's how you know he's Having evil. a beard isn't heresy. No, it's just Jeff Bridges. Well, we should do an episode on the Big Lebowski at some point. 
Yes. But great movie. Indeed. I'd know what I'd be drinking in that episode. White Russian. <laughs> I was going to say Guinness, but. Uh. But, yeah, Jeff, I mean, Kurt Russell, <clears throat> I mean, it was like, that was, that was most awesome. And. Yeah. It was great. Oh, yeah. It was a little creepy in the in the opening segment. Yeah, and can he youth youth yeah. him? Yeah. Well, what you gonna do? That's kind of a thing now. Yeah, Uncanny Valley is <laughs> is a thing. Brave new world. No pun intended. But yeah. you know, whatever. <sighs> I think they did decent with it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It wasn't too distracting. I don't think. <laughs> but uh, anyone else think that was so like, like massive Dairy Queen product placement? <laughs> that was so unnecessary. Well, okay. That could have been any little like drive-in or soda shop or whatever. It was 1980, like. But so see, in 1980, they didn't need to go to the DQ for some grill and chill. Yeah, well, that thing is. So it wasn't the grill and chill at that point. It was the DQ brazier, because the grill and chill is a, is branding that hasn't. It's only been around for the last like well, seven true. or eight years. You did get the before and after. Yeah, thing. which I thought was great. No, brazier <laughs> hasn't even been around, but like through the 90s. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you just catch them in an anachronism? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it definitely had the brazier sign. It was 1988 at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've never. I, okay. South Texas, Dairy Queen was. Could be a regional thing. It could be different. Could yeah. Be. But like I mean, it was, Crane. it was still. It was in the in the 80s. Dairy Queen was the. It was like Sonic. Is now. Mm-hmm. It was the place to go to hang out. You go hang out at the Dairy Queen. In, in rural, you know, in rural areas. And see, now we're talking about Dairy Queen. They did their job well. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. To me, it felt out. like Dairy Queen was in there for the same reason that uh, IHOP and all the other places were in Man of Steel. It was a choice to Just help to make, it, ground it. make it feel, yeah, make it feel more right. real. Yeah, make like, it feel, I know that place, therefore... Right. Yeah, everybody has, has yeah. seen or heard of... I understood that reference. <laughs> Fun thing, um... Not, um... It's not a spoiler. It's in Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, thing. Yeah. And my my, I, 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 I'm sure this happened for everyone else too, but especially <laughs> at the release show in IMAX, the theater went nuts. <laughs> I don't remember if they established that in the first one. I don't think they gave a. No, this they did where the, mm-hmm. This is that. Yeah, because they went into more depth with the whole like you know backstory of cool and everything. But no, one, what, so. what I'm saying is, um, that Dairy Queen exists. Right. It's near the. Uh, Nuke plant in Callaway <laughs> uh, because there's also you can actually see the nuke plant in the background. Ah, um, okay then. So well, how are you now? I don't think there's much more we can do without getting in the spoiler. Well, I'm going to describe that movie. Um, getting into okay, well, you know, there's there's the soundtrack, which mm-hmm. they make very good use of the chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. As much as I don't like the song, they really placed My Sweet Lord in the right place. They did. I don't like that song at all. I don't know what it is, but I've never liked My Sweet Lord. But Mm -hmm. they put it in just the right place. Yeah. And, okay, Ben Browder. Much awesomeness. Mm -hmm. There was one song in the soundtrack that was actually an original for the movie. Mm -hmm. Which one? Um... I can't remember what it's called, but uh, it was the it was during the, the credits. It was the yeah. credits. Oh yeah, the credits. Okay. Uh, Guardians Inferno. I want to say something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Guardians Inferno. Yeah. Sung yeah. by the Hoff. <laughs> no, he just appeared in it. Future in the Hoff. Right. But 
Yeah, like I said, in this one, Groot served more as the as the rallying pet. Yeah, <clears throat> and um, we also get to see a little bit more of of um, the relationship between <laughs> Rocket and everybody. Yeah. Fun yeah. story. You can you can buy the vinyl or the audio cassette for Awesome Mix Volume Two yeah. on Amazon. <laughs> oh, okay. So, without getting into spoiler territory, but a little bit. Speaking of product placement, the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really hope that doesn't uh, no. get people to try to bring it back. Nah, Microsoft doesn't market the Zoom. Yeah, it's not that, that was the joke. Right. <laughs> the joke was he's still got a piece of completely antiquated technology. <laughs> oh, for him, it's still amazing. Yeah, for him, it's still amazing. And he's flying around in fucking space. <laughs> it's the little things. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's that's kind of spoilery. So anybody else have anything else to share before we go into spoiler territory? Um, I think as, as much as I... Good point. As much as I enjoyed it, <laughs> it was kind of a little uneven. And like the pacing and structure is kind of just meandering and stuff for the first act or two. There's a little slapdash, you know? Right. I'm not okay. sure I agree. Honestly. Well, I just mean like it didn't seem like there wasn't like a concrete place where it was going. Like they're just kind of having adventures. Like some of them were separate and doing off doing their own thing, and it was just kind of all over the place. And it was like joke, joke, set piece, um, set piece. It was very much like a comic book. It had one main story that it was doing, but there was other stuff going on yeah. at the same time that they were making sure. Which you knew about I it. was pretty sure it was intentional. Yeah. 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 It felt like a literal comic book made into a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for the Guardians, because they had times where they weren't always all doing the exact same thing together. Well, I think the whole thing of it, I mean, when you get down to it, um, can be summed up in one exchange. It's like, you're not friends. You yell at each other. All you do is yell at each other. We're family, except maybe for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, you know, studying that bond of... That, yeah. that close bond between all the guardians. Mm-hmm. All right, so table this. Yep. And move on to spoilers. Have some music. Start off spoilers with I am Groot. I am Groot. That is a very valid point. We are going to be talking about spoilers now. Um, yeah, and we, and we can finally cover that. Yeah, and I know you've been dying to say, to to get that out there the whole time. Yeah, very and, well articulated. Thank you. Yes. <clears throat> so I do like the fact um, going into uh, talk, let's, let's talk about the end credits things first. I agree with you that Baby Groot was actually starting to get on my nerves a little bit by the end. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was glad we had Teenage Groot in the in the end in the yeah, credit scene. We will have Adult Groot by the next movie. <laughs> yeah. Like they're not going to they're not the next movie is not going to have the Adventures of Teenage Groot. No, it'll just be back yeah. to right. full Groot. Yeah. Yes. 
Like, See, I'm not boring. You're boring. <laughs> With the way the first one ended, I have now I know how my now now I know how Yandu felt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With the way the first Guardians ended, I thought that we were going to be getting Groot as he was in a lot of the comics and some of the animated series, where he was a potted plant until they needed him, and then he would just grow. Uh, and working his rocket's personal muscle slash houseplant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that by Infinity War he's going to be back to Is what, what War Vin Diesel called uh, was fresh out of college Groot. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he called Groot in the first one. He said well, he'll be back to that probably by the next movie. So... Is Infinity War going to be the next movie that the Guardians appear in? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the one that's being filmed right now. Yeah. To be out next year, I believe. So, excited. They're excited. Huge freaking roster of Marvel characters. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting. Just going to have, you know, everyone in it. <laughs> and, right. and the Russos specifically said, we are not going to have, like, if you're waiting for Vision, it's not going to be just... Oh, there's Vision, and then he's gone again. Everyone's right. going to get something to do to where it's not just a cameo. They yeah, not just checking boxes in the movie. Right. Yeah. Except, of course, for Falcon, who will just show up and say, Hey, y'all, I'm the Falcon! And leave. <laughs> Falcon, Falcon by an inch. <laughs> yeah. So, one thing I loved about this... Yeah, we're in space. I'm the Falcon. <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> one thing I loved about this particular version of Guardians of the Galaxy... Mm-hmm. Is the um, way that they got us into Drax's head without making Drax change? Yeah, and yeah. that was through Mantis. Yes. Yeah, that was, yeah. She <laughs> was a pretty was good. Amazing. She was a good uh, storytelling device, an inter- funny character in her own, interesting character in her own mm-hmm. right. Yes. She was cute. Yeah. <laughs> I am a pet. I'm very ugly. It's Can like I pet she's. Your puppy? She, she's both uh, yes. she's both, <laughs> both savvy and naive at the same time. Yeah, which is an interesting tightrope to. Yeah, balance. well, she's savvy where she is, you know, where she has experience, which of course is only with ego. Right. Yeah, it's the yeah. ultimate sheltered situation. Yeah, and he really does treat her like. Yeah. A by the way, because anyone didn't know, Kurt Russell is ego. The living planet. Real subtle. Naming an ego, yeah, almost as uh, almost as subtle as uh, was it, uh, Pandora and Unobtainium. Yeah, it's like it's like he plagiarized from a sixth grader's Trapper Keeper. Yeah, <laughs> but I digress. As far as being named ego, I think he definitely lived up to it. He did. Yeah. He did very well, well. Who else could play that kind of ego? Very believably, but Kurt Russell in a fun way. And a lot of yeah. people didn't know; like, they didn't say anything about whether he was actually going to be the Living Planet or if they were just going to give him a physical form and just say, "This is ego." Yeah, uh, I'm glad that they actually kept it. I mean, it was mm-hmm. kind of both it, in it, a way. Yeah, it took a while. Yeah. to yeah. find out that he really was a Living Planet. He just made himself a body. I think it was yeah. much more interesting for them to kind of lead you into that. Yeah, as I opposed to just it. like, "Hey, so he's a planet," and then you even get the Kurt <laughs> Russell face right in the planet for one shot. Oh, yeah, by the way, that awesome. was cool and creepy at the same time. My favorite. Yeah. I think if I had to just say one moment in the movie. When he, when Peter Quill turns into Pac-Man, yes, that was amazing <laughs> and unexpected. Oh, I know. It was no, a, I'm gonna make some crazy shit. Yeah, there's gonna be, yeah, there's gonna be mile long, mile high dicks and 
Pac-Man. <laughs> just a little bit of foreshadowing, and then far enough along that you've forgotten about it, and just waka waka. <laughs> and I was like, it was like watching Pixels again. Almost. See, all, exactly. I only good. all I could yeah. think of was like, so Peter is going is has not yet discovered Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> along those lines, to be a thing now. what was really what really started to make me go, oh, this is creepy, was that um, rotating egg wax museum thing that Ego was doing. Yeah, that was was the story of his life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and him with all those other life forms. Well, and it was kind of, speaking of I was just, you know, suddenly back to Guardi, suddenly back to Galaxy Quest. Oh, that's not right! (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of foreshadowing, you had, uh, you had Drax be like, oh, well, my father told me the story of impregnating my mother all the time, and it was glorious and all that. (laughs) And then, sure enough, you have the creepy, weird, rotating wax thing that's all, you know, showing you all the, you know, I mean, not graphically, but kind of gave you the gist of all the things that happened. Okay. <laughs> Opening sequence. In Missouri. Well, I meant for the, <laughs> the, the, for the actual Guardians. Yeah. Groot mm-hmm. uh, dances. Yeah, a lot. Groot, yeah, while they're fighting the freaking monster from the trailer, they make you think that's going to be a major part of the movie. Yeah, it's just that's gonna... happening in the background yeah. while Groot is dancing. To Mr. Blue Sky. Until, yeah. And then if anyone who interrupts him, he gets mad and tries to beat them up. Except Drax, because... Uh, this wasn't actually mentioned in the first movie, but Gunn explained why in the end credits Groot would stop dancing every time Drax looked at him. It's because Drax hates dancing and likely would have cut him down if he saw him doing it. Uh. Which is why he kept freezing every time Drax looked at him in the second See, one. See, I wondered why he bothered, because you'd think at this point, I mean, there are two kinds of people in the world. Yeah, and then, you know, we get Drax's story about how he met his wife. She was the only one who wasn't dancing. I knew she was the one. Yeah. Yeah. And as we see so much about Drax, without him, without Batista having to change who Drax is, yeah. to suddenly emote this, right. you know, when Mantis touches him. And the, the thing I love about it is he does go from just, you know, tremendous mirth and in the same scene, you know, to the point where most people, you know, a normal person, a relatively sheltered person, is just in tears, and he just looks a little sad. Yeah, and he's <laughs> sitting know? on the steps, and he just, you know, looks a little bummed, and then Mandis touches him and just starts crying. Yeah. Like, hardcore crying. I think that actually did make me tear up. It did. And, um, you know, he's talking about why, you know, and everything, mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's like, Oh yeah, there is, and I think that's the thing about that I love so much about Drax is that he he commits a hundred percent to whatever emotion he is feeling. Right. <clears throat> well, he's um, a lot of people are, are have looked at Drax as a really prime example of an autistic superhero, mm-hmm. um, someone who's somewhere on the autism spectrum, and I could totally and I can absolutely believe that. Yeah, there was there was a story about a kid yeah. with an autistic brother mm-hmm. when the first one came out. He was like, I was finally, <laughs> finally a superhero like me. Yeah, there's someone. Yeah, he's like me. He gets it. That didn't even occur to me. Yep, I can see that. Curse the feels. <laughs> yeah, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if we're gonna talk about the hardest feels <laughs> in this movie, that the re- the Ravager funeral. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty intense. 
Oh now, my god. The hardest feel for me was <clears throat> one line. He may have been your father, but he was never your daddy. And the follow-up, <laughs> I was lucky to have a son like you. Right. Because I am Groot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yondu. I mean, Mike Rooker. I love that guy. I was really pissed they killed him off. Yes, yeah. but the it was fuck. such an epic way. It was a it was a damn epic way. It elevated the entire movie, though. Yeah, it without really it, it would have it would have been it wouldn't have been nearly. And I love thing. scenes like that where at first it was just the guardians mourning him, and then all, all the ravagers. The show up. I love yeah. scenes like that. Funny little Easter egg in that. The listed character names that Stallone and a bunch of the other people were playing that. It took this to get to get us all back together again. Yeah, they were listed as the people who were the, the um, actor wise, like character wise, as the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yep. And it's funny is um, you can't tell obviously because special effects, but the crystalline guy I can never remember Martin X was uh, Michael Rosenbaum. Yes. <laughs> and um, mainframe. Mainframe. The robotic Miles head. Cyrus. Was Miley Cyrus? Didn't even sound like her. I know. What? <laughs> yeah, he was so impressed with her voice. On, I think it was the voice or whatever it was she was on, that he basically said, "I've got to get you in a movie." Mm-hmm. So, but and, uh, what was her name? Uh, the other half of Starhawk. Alita. The Asian yeah. actress. Oh, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, her. Okay, I thought you were talking about yeah, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, which was. Which is kind of funny because the female Starhawk is blonde. <laughs> but damn, I was going, I can see her as Starhawk. Yeah. You know, and they and they did the costuming right. Because I was watching when Stallone, you know, when Stallone, I was like, that's familiar, that's familiar. What the fuck? Yeah. Where am I seeing that before? They, they took the things from his head and, and put yeah. it on his shoulders. And I was like, oh my God. And then, you know, then Martinex is on there. I was going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, and then Kruger, um, and the big guy, the the big red guy, yeah, yeah, um, that was just awesome because he eventually becomes the uh, becomes the uh, Sorcerer Supreme after, uh, but that's like the original Guardians yeah, in of the, the Galaxy, future, like the, yeah, the original Guardians of the Galaxy takes place like thirty thirty one or something yeah. like that, yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong, but has Stallone been in a sci fi movie since Demolition Man? Can you even consider that sci-fi? I mean, technically. Oh, uh, it was technically sci-fi. Yeah, it was. It was really more dystopian. Yeah, but um, within the con- that's a subgenre. Sci-fi is not really something he's done much of. I mean, yeah, there's the six day. day that was under Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Six yeah, day Schwarzenegger. Okay, um, he was in. Got my beheads mixed up. Uh, let's see, there was Demolition <laughs> yeah. Man, which was actually kind of on point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's but, a little scary if you rewatch Demolition Man now and be like, Holy did shit. they have a time machine? Right? How do they know? Um, How does this guy have a blast from the past? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see now. Um, he did one that was sort of futuristic. Well, he did Judge Dredd. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I can't remember. I am the law. I am the law. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, like checking his film. I like different right guy. Like yeah, I can't um, think of Technically, yes, Judge Dredd happened after Demolition Man, but um, 
if you only count voices, he has been in a in a uh, sci-fi movie as recently as 2016 because he Ratchet was a Clank. voice in Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's fine. <laughs> but Stallone himself, see, Stallone, I think, has found his niche again with the Expendables movies, which is playing an old guy who used to be badass and is trying to <laughs> still be badass. Well, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's still on playing Stallone. Yeah, he's yeah. playing Stallone. But I think with this one... Um, That's pretty much what all of Expendables is. When, I, them playing when I saw him in the movie, I was like, it's the space Expendables. Right? <laughs> but no, he, I, think he, I think he did a good job. In he this did. One. He did Yeah, play. he's all right. Yeah. I mean, he only had weird. four lines, but... Right. But yeah, but when he was dogging Yondu about, you know, breaking the code... Yeah, you know. they were significant. He betrayed the law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, that meant a lot more to me. Actually, it made some stuff from the first movie make sense because the Ravager symbol, uh, based it's, on the stuff I've been looking at, is the original Guardians logo. Yeah, so it made me question why do the Ravagers have it, and then two answers that question: the Ravagers aren't all dickheads like Yondu and his crew. Yeah, who was were portrayed. Yeah. Because Yondu actually, yeah, because it turns out Yondu actually, you know, once he found out what Ego was doing, you yeah. know, didn't... Uh, Killing all those kids. It's like, okay, well, I'm not giving... Uh, not, not giving this one. Not giving yeah. this one to him. Yeah. The last one, I'm not giving him up to. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I, they, they foreshadowed Yondu's death when they were killing the rest of the Ravengers before yeah. Nebula... Um, Put a stop to it. By the way, that's another thing I like about this one is them kind of delving into Nebula, so yeah. you know, character mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Everybody, so much character development. Yeah. Oh yeah. Character development central. Without their beat, without like, and, and th- this is this is this movie was an example of sowing the seeds for future movies. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, unlike are, there is yeah. talk of a, I don't know what they're going to call it. Uh, but another Guardians movie with the original team. Yeah, it's so. like, but I mean, I I I'm, I think back to <laughs> a bunch of movies recently that have been trying to sow the seeds for new movies. John um, Wick Two, like John Wick Two, huh? yeah. John Wick Two, which was a trailer for John Wick Three. Well, <laughs> well, no, no, I was thinking like movies that did it poorly. John Wick Two. While absolutely was a tra- was a two and a half hour long trailer for John Wick three was a good movie in its own right. Yeah, I'm thinking about things that actually get bogged down in trying to create se- in trying Batman to create Batman v Superman, Batman v Superman, Superman, and Amazing Spider Man two. Yes, well, I heard that movie was just garbage all around. Anyway, it wasn't really. It really wasn't. The problem was they picked. Not even they picked the way they directed Electro was poor. Yes. And didn't it suffer from Spider-Man 3 syndrome where there are too many villains doing too many things? Yes. It was, yeah. it was really two villains. There were two, only two villains. There was Harry Osborn uh, and... And Sandman. But and, they, no, no. Sandman, not Sandman. Electro. Electro, Electro. Electro. Electro, Electro sorry. Yeah. Uh, but then there was all... But then, you know, they also... They teased the entire Sinister Six. Yeah, because that was yeah. going to be its own movie. Mm. Right. Well, and, and yeah, they did... Oh, they screwed up Electro so badly. Yes, they did. Electro is not supposed to be some insecure, you know, engineer. I mean, he's got a mega, you know, he's he's got 
the standard villain megamol- megalomania. megalomania. Yeah. Megalomania. Yeah. Yeah. If you can use standard megalomaniacal. Yes. It's, I hate saying stuff like this about comic book movies, but if you look at it without saying this is based off of a comic book, I still, even knowing what I know of Electro, I still really enjoyed. I actually enjoy the Garfield movies more than I did the Raimi movies. Because Garfield felt more like true he Spider-Man. He was a better Spider-Man. Yeah, the Raimi movies just had better side characters. Yes. You know. That's because yeah, Raimi cares about side characters a lot. Yeah, and I mean, you know. And we, that may have something to do with the fact that his brother is always one of them. Right. <laughs> well, that and... Hoffman, uh, right here. And, you know, Bruce Campbell got the cameo in all of them. Yes. Right. Yeah, and of course... I was looking forward to him coming out as the chameleon in the fourth Spider-Man or something. <laughs> yeah, no shit. To explain why, like... That would have been great. Like Stan Lee's cameos. Yeah. Why is he in all these movies? Yeah. yeah. I think Stan Lee well, probably the best one. Yeah. Well, and then, I liked and, Bouncer myself. Mm-hmm. I, I like the theater guy. Yeah. yeah they're theater all great. starting to choose. But then uh, the... Uh, of course, J. Jonah Jameson. Yes. Uh, you know, in the, in you will. The, there will never be a more perfect cast than casting. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, as yeah. J. Jonah Jameson. That's why I'm yeah. glad. And there's one other thing that needs to be pointed out. I am Groot. Yes. <laughs> you are right. You cannot top that. No. I'm I mean, glad, that's why I was glad in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. The only interaction with Jameson was email. Mm-hmm. We we need to get back to Guardians yes. of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was yeah, really I what I was trying to go go for with the <laughs> yeah. grouting. But um, yeah, it's. Um, I, I can't wait for Spider-Man. It was, oh, dude, Speaking your inflection was so far off. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant I am Groot. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. I see how you said it. Yeah. The accenting is hard, man. It really is. It really is. So I'm looking forward to Infinity War uh, Spider-Man interacting with some of the Guardians. Like, I want to see some really cool Groot Spider-Man team-up stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I want to see smart-ass banter between Quill and, and Spider-Man. Yes. That's, that's yeah. uh, right you know what? There. Before we get jump the gun on Spider-Man... Uh, that gun. Jump the gun. Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> there. let's just get... Um, okay, so to me, one two. of the best scenes in, in I Am Groot yeah. um, is the... Badass slow mo. We're taking over the ship. Yes, with the arrow. <laughs> yeah, that, was the arrow. that was freaking epic. Yeah, that was really done. Nice. Yondu finally gets the fin that he's supposed to have. Yeah, but it's still not the right size. But if it were the right size, it'd be ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. I like the, I like the, the ugly the, mohawk uh, fin. Yeah. yeah, the shot of seeing it fly around through the security cameras was a nice touch. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, and it just Yondu and, went out like. Like a like boss. A boss. Yes. <laughs> like a boss, yeah. Like Captain. To, even though it wasn't as tragic as far as the exact way it happened, it's up there with Boromir as far as the way he went out. Um, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah, I was just like... That <laughs> I think was that hurt my like Mary Poppins. Was he cool? Yeah, yeah, he was cool. I'm Mary, Mary Poppins, Poppins, y'all. <laughs> the, the earnestness of the delivery is what sells yeah. it. Yeah. He's just so happy in that moment. Yeah, I mean, he was just like, you know, and... Uh, As he floats delicately to the yeah. Using that arrow, and I was just like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. But he did look exactly like fucking Mary Poppins. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, you know, um, but... I would like to point out the weird, the, a little bit of weirdness. I, I got to go see... Um, Guardians 2 on May the 4th, and that was just a lot of fun to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting crowd. Yeah. And oh, I imagine. But, uh, 
Of course, I, I, love, I love the little sequence with them trying to get Groot to bring him the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. my, I was probably my favorite bit right there. Yeah. yeah. And then, that's a desk. <laughs> and, then, and then just the other guy, I think this is what you're trying to get him to get. <laughs> <laughs> and Rocket finally gets the eye. Right. Yeah. He requested that eye in the first movie from that same guy. Yeah. Right. Call back. Way back. He's gonna wake up. Where's my eye? <laughs> I think uh, Rocket got to do. He got to go more ham in this one, which I enjoyed. Oh. All his booby traps and just crazy. Yeah. That, yeah. That, oh my that God, thing where he would, where he doing the stuff that Billy gets mad at me for. The trampoline <laughs> defense. Yeah. Oh. Well, he, he would have won if Groot hadn't released Nebula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, I mean, yeah, that was, and see, that's my idea of how sentries should be. Most of the time, sentries are inside, right where you can see them. Nope. <laughs> Not this one. Not this one. He's outside waiting for you to walk past him so he can get But he kept the radio in the ship, so you'd think he's still in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he can wrong. shank your ass from behind. Oh, and man. The banter between the, it's like, it was... When it, it was Drax that said the line that we're not friends, we're family. Uh, yeah. Because we bicker and whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, that Star-Lord and Rocket act like brothers. Mm-hmm. They really do. All right, Drax. Raccoon, don't call me Raccoon. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Trash Panda. Is that, Is that better? Is that, that better? Way it's worse. totally worse. <laughs> way worse. <laughs> I got to say, though, I was very intimidated by Taser Face. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, taser Face? <laughs> you just wake up one morning and decide what strikes fear in the hearts of people. I know. Taser Face. I just love the commitment to the bit. Yeah, like, he's a second away from being exploded forever. Yeah. And then that one lady's like... <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, jeez, I can't even catch a break when I'm about to die. Right? <laughs> taser Face. And then when he tells one of the Sovereign... To tell him taser face. Uh, yeah. Turn them in. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. The sovereign. Yeah. yeah. The sovereign were great too. Oh my god. So what's up with them? With it being an arcade. It, that was really weird. They're too perfect to sacrifice, and so they have the arcade. To oh, their DNA is too valuable. Yeah. Essentially. Not just their DNA, just they in themselves. I am. Yeah. Too, they are I'm all too perfect. important. To risk my life, and so they turn it into a game. Narcissistic. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was like, why should we endanger ourselves? That's why they, they were, hired the Guardians I'm to begin with. I'm pretty certain that you were using some sound effects from Donkey Kong. Oh yeah, they were doing the. They were possibly. They were using all sorts of '80s uh, yeah. video game sound effects. Oh, and their their attack just, patterns were directly out of like Galaga or something. Yeah. You know what? Where I, you have the two lines coming in, and then when you destroy all but a couple of them. They recombine with another one. That was all in that movie. See, I wonder if it sounded like they might have borrowed some of the sounds that they did from the whole, you know, that man's playing Galaga. But yeah, <laughs> I think that was a nod to that scene. Might have been. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think what it was is it was a nod to the '80s arcade. Yeah. yeah. Because then everybody starts getting around the one guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. The, guy, the guy that's got a perfect game going, everyone's huddled right. around, and it's like, oh, he's gonna get a kill screen. Uh, uh, and, and then, and then, well, man, you're just an asshole. Yeah, you suck, you man. Suck, <laughs> suck, Jerry. I last of the rest of you. Yeah. But yeah, they, yeah, they're they like a plant full of teenagers. You know. Speaking yeah. of the sovereign, oh my God, one of the other end credit scenes, Adam Warlock. Uh, Adam oh, Warlock. He was teased in the first one yeah. in the collector's uh, collection. Yeah, the cocoon. Yeah. 
Oh, and the, the gal playing Aria. Uh, Aisha. 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 Yeah. Oh, the she was Demi. perfect for that mm-hmm. part. Another great Howard the Duck cameo, by the way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you're gone, Duck. You're out yeah. of luck. Apparently, Gunn, Gunn really likes Howard and really hates the movie. Right. Obviously. Right. Everybody does. And well, he's Duck was an interesting comic book. Yeah, and I think that I think he's trying to get enough interest to where he might actually be allowed to make a Especially with Seth Green voicing him. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, that I'm was probably gonna awesome. catch shit. And then we see Cosmo like Howard the Duck. When I was a kid and didn't know better, I did too. <laughs> I would describe it as a thoroughly okay movie. Duck boobs. Duck boobs. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> Great minds think alike. It works better if you say it works. I gotta say it works better if you say duck tits because then you can <laughs> see it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm way ahead of you, brother. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, admittedly, I didn't come up with that joke first either, but yeah, you know. so great. By the way, if anyone wants a good laugh, um, another great podcast. How did this get made? There's an episode on Howard the Duck that is hilarious. <laughs> another great podcast. My brother, my brother, and me. Just any of their episodes ever. Uh, <laughs> I had to, um, granted, I didn't know a crap ton about it myself, but I had to educate Tiffany about why I got so excited when I saw that cocoon and she named it Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adam Warlock. <laughs> oh. yeah. The best part of it is, is it looks like they're, te- they're going to set up Adam Warlock as a villain initially. Well, that's what he was in the comics yeah. he was supposed to be, but as he was maturing in the cocoon, he found out what he was meant for and rebelled immediately. Yeah. Well, we have Warlock in the name. He kind of skewed towards evil, I think. Yeah, well, it, I think it'll yeah, cool, it does kind of lean, to, lean, <laughs> lean into that. He's more of like an anti-hero, isn't he? Where he, he's doing mm-hmm. what he well, thinks prob- is right, regardless like a, like of Like a spawn situation? Well, yeah. no, the problem with, Ant- with Adam Warlock is that he's like three dudes, and yeah. one of them is pure evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course... That's problematic. Uh, and obviously they're changing who made him. Right. Well, the thing is, is that, you know who that puts the High Priestess as? Her. Aisha? Yeah, Aisha mm-hmm. as her. Because Adam Warlock was him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she was... Um, in, in Marvel, they're, they're, Adam Warlock was colloquially known as him, the perfect male. And her was the perfect female. Made by the and as the leader of the sovereign, she would be considered the perfect, perfect. woman. Yeah. The perfect, perfect woman. Yes. Yeah, and the actress herself she's is like most six two. Um, you know, she's you know, beautiful, very beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> and put gold paint on that woman, and she gets even better looking. I'm just like, <laughs> holy Weird, crap! Huh? Yeah, I'm just going. That's like, <laughs> you know. I think Miss, I think Mister. I think Mr. T climaxed when watching that movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's like, I'm a fool. <laughs> it's interesting you say that. Like, I'm never going to consider him a good-looking guy, but Jeff Goldblum, that blue line just fits. Yeah, it I does. I don't know why. It, it, yeah. it narrows his face. Yeah. It narrows his yeah. face. Well, uh, and, and the Jeff Goldblum the weird, has, you know. Yeah, and Jeff Goldblum has this long face to begin with. And then you have that line down the middle, because it did the same thing to Gear. Uh, I'm really Gear bad about talking about the movie. Well, no, no, it's, it's just I brought it up because you see him in the credits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember seeing him in the credits. The, yeah, he yeah. I almost called him Sportsmaster. Wow, Grandmaster. <laughs> Grandmaster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All the little portraits that they had on the side of the credits. One of them was 
Uh, and I oh, love that. It kind of broadened up into the whole intergalactic community thing. Right. Yeah, I love that, them that's the next. Uh, that's the next Marvel movie coming besides Spider-Man. Right. Yes. Oh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to Spider-Man. Oh yeah. yeah. Please just tell me. Please just get the banter right for Spider-Man. That's yeah. all I'm asking. They, I know it's already written. I know it's already yeah. in the can. But get the damn banter right. They did good in Civil War. Yeah. yeah. They did. Well, okay. So. That was what made that everybody, was what sold Garfield for me. Everybody dancing, right? Yes, that was awesome. Everybody, including Drax. Yes, because <laughs> it was more of the actors. Well, yeah, that's like uh, one of the uh, blooper reels for the first one when the dance off with Ronan. Ronan <laughs> actually starts dancing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. And then they and then Star Lord would point off to somebody so, else, and, then, <laughs> yeah. and when he pointed off to Batista, who mm-hmm. wasn't expecting, he's like, oh crap! He grabs his. I don't know the name of the move, but where you grab your leg, like you grab your leg, yeah. Behind your head, yeah, yeah and started doing that, which for him is hard because yeah, he's a big muscles. Yeah. Yeah. So funny story. Actually, the whole thing was planned to have someone point at day. It's for, for to point at day that was, that reveal. and see what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was a great sport about it. Yes, yeah. he was. Yeah. Well, um, but yeah, there was there was that, so that, many good but that whole thing was actually yeah. entirely. Scripted except for Dave. I loved the fight between Gamora and Nebula. Yeah, that was amazing. Where she just, and then you get get an idea of how stupid strong. Gamora actually she is. Picks up, when, when she picks she, up yeah, the gun. The gun. The ship gun. Yeah. Yeah. The ship gun. Yeah. Which, you know, which to me I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, I'm, I'm automatically equating it to real world, world terms. Um, is you know she picked up the nose gun out of an A10. Right. <laughs> this was the, I, I was watching it. It's like so this is so obviously whoever uh, Corey like set up this particular fight scene had just recently been playing Lost Planet Extreme Conditions. Um, I was kind of thinking Halo, where you take the turret emplacements and you just break mm-hmm. them off and walk around with them. It's um, picking up massively oversized mech weapons. I mean, that's kind of a is a, trope, th- like is a thing Lost in Lost Planet. Planet yeah. Yeah. yeah, or Fallout, where you you know you're in heavy armor and you pick up a minigun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that fight, especially when uh, the banter between the two of them. Like, you're always wanting to win, always wanting to win. And then she said, all I wanted was a sister. Like, oh. It wasn't really a rivalry. Right? It, it was, I got tore up because you kept beating me, and all I wanted was my big sister. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of flipped the script on that. Yeah, yeah it was really great. Good. Yeah, and it, I think Okay, it, I'm going to, it's going to get noisy on the podcast. Sorry, everyone. It's not in my house. <laughs> That's because you've got all the all this brain power going. <laughs> You know. And that whole thing burnt out entirely. That's grand. So, but yeah, that whole thing between Gamora and and, and uh, Nebula, even after that. Yeah, all the stuff after that too. Because that was where Nebula's, you know, it's like you know, the awkward hug. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah where they're kind of like leaned, like they're not really together. They're kind of like leaned out. They have that guy hug thing yeah, going on. Yeah. Yeah. Nebula like slowly goes in. Yeah. And, well, just the fact that she did it all is yeah. what made it so stupid. I was like, oh, look at that. She's actually trying to hug. Yeah, yeah and going back to that <laughs> line about all I wanted was a sister, that kind of made me go, what? Because up until that point, all you saw was them fighting. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, well, sisters too. Yeah. Well, and it was, of course, it made Thanos out to be even an even worse because everybody in this fucking film right. has daddy issues. Right, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, you know, except Drax. 
Drax seems to be the only one who's even remotely healthy. Yeah, Which is funny. It's only family it's issues. Family was murdered. Family. Yeah, it's family issues. His family was murdered. Yeah, everybody else had horrible parents. Yeah, because <laughs> despite Gamora, being obtuse, he seems to be the most grounded. Yeah, he's exactly. just well. It's like even though he doesn't show his emotions much, they're there. Oh, he's, he's yeah. Like whenever Mantis first shows up, and he's just like, ah ha ha, do me next, do me next. Like he's not hiding anything. He just yeah, is who right. he is. Yeah. You must be so embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> do me next. Do me. Do me. Do me. Yeah. And then she, yeah, she, all she, you know, all she gets is, you know, I've never, you know, I've never experienced such mirth, you know, because I don't think he's capable of more than one emotion at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and again, it's when he feels an emotion, he fully commits to yeah. it. Because, you know, she can't help but laugh when she's, you know, when she touches him. Uh-huh. And then he's, you know, for him, somewhat melancholy. Right. You know, and she's like... <laughs> I can also control people's emotions. Show me. Sleep. Yeah, do me. <laughs> yeah, just out. Uh, also, like... Um, he got the he got the comment online from Gurren Lagann. Don't believe in yourself because I believe in you. <laughs> Which is it's just if you haven't seen Girl and Logon, it's lost on you. But yeah, exactly. the three people that listen to this podcast that get the joke are laughing now. Like, you're very <laughs> ugly. <laughs> I uh, something about Nebula, and I noticed this in the first one, but even more in this one. The way she recovers from injury is creepier than anything I've ever seen in Silent Hill. Yeah, because she just kind of yeah, pops the back, whole shit back. back. And that's only partially CG. Karen actually acted out all that. Oh my god. It's like a robotic marionette thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I liked her anyway, but that just made yeah, me I watched, her Yeah, I watched a behind-the-scenes video and watching her yeah. actually act out that bit, and she's like twitching all over the place. And uh, without the CG, it was still very yeah. convincing. Oh yeah, and... Karen Gill, yeah, she is just an amazing actress, and we see more, we get to see more of that in this one. Yeah, the thing about Nebula too is that it also she also serves as a foil or device for kind of showcasing the concept of the Guardians, essentially like realizing that at least in theory, no one is beyond redemption. Yeah, yeah. like they're not yeah. better than anybody else. They're like, oh, hey, we're a bunch of F-ups, too. Let's give her a chance. I mean, yeah, maybe Star she Lord's can... first line. All right, a-holes, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love that he they had a whole football terrible. game yeah. as, as the sensor the for scanner. it. That yeah. was great. But, uh, Rocket, okay, what are you doing? I'm setting, this, I'm, setting up the mu- I'm setting up the machine so that we can listen to music while we fight. How is that important right now? I don't know. I asked him. He wanted it. No, I'm, I'm a Drax on this. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you tell me. I single-handedly defeated <laughs> Take that, space monster. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, man, that was, yeah. Good stuff. So you're using, you're using guns now. I thought swordsery were your thing. Well, for this, I thought a gun would be more... Yeah, but guns were always my thing and swordsery... It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then she kills him with, she kills the kills thing with a sword. With a sword. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, that was uh, that was so awesome. That that whole thing was that opening sequence was great because we get to see the battle and the opening sequence with the battle, and it still works yes. out. Yeah. Some of the things that I thought were the funniest were the things that weren't obvious punchlines. Like whenever uh, he was arguing, whenever Quill was arguing with Gamora about the unspoken thing between them. Yeah. And eventually, she just gets so fresh that she goes, "I don't know what Cheers is." Yeah, because <laughs> it was spoken, then they'd have to cancel the series. 
But yeah, he, he lawyered her with the whole, like, oh, well, if you acknowledge it, then it's it's not. So since you're not acknowledging, that means you agree. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's not some unspoken thing. Right, exactly. <laughs> and she's got the classic uh, tough guy thing where I, I can't show that I give a damn. Right. Yeah, and given and and the thing is, is given her a brain that, that makes such it perfect makes sense. Perfect sense. Right. But it doesn't butch her. Right. It doesn't make her this. You know, the it doesn't rob her. She's still a strong female character. That I don't think that she. That, that, that I don't character. think she was even really aware of the fact that she had feelings for Quill. Right. Until it was she, like, which it was, is why why she referred to it as pelvic sorcery. Because <laughs> yeah. she she was like, wait, what? No, this isn't me. Clearly, I'm being influenced by some external yeah. thing. Yeah. So, yeah, like, <laughs> and then when she finally not be swayed by your pelvic sorcery. Yeah. Here, she finally does dance with them in the second one. You tell anybody about this, I'll kill you. Right. <laughs> right. I'll tell you, I wasn't. Ac- I was actually expecting the ending to be slightly different, since Quill, since Peter had all these new like creative super magic powers, I was kind of expecting him to accidentally create ship. Um, I was thinking they were going to parlay that into a uh, edge for them to participate in the Infinity War, but no, it just went away. Yeah. Well, yeah because he lost the power. Well, it's... It, well, the it's he the probably still has it. Yeah. Well, see, and that's well, the thing. He just said that once the light, which was him in the middle... Yeah, that was the source of his power. It would be gone. Yeah, well... But I'm thinking that that's actually... Because Ego also... Or he could have just lied about it to try to save the celestial, which is different than in the comics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was the living planet. And the the celestials... Even Ego has to kind of go, eh, I don't want the celestials showing up on my planet, on my ass... Because yeah. the Celestials, I mean, they destroy planets. Yeah. They, you know... So, okay, I'm a little unclear about the cosmology here. Was he okay. one of a kind, or was he just one of many Celestials? In Marvel, he was supposed to be one of a kind. Well, I mean, yeah. in the context... In, in the cinematic universe, the Celestials are the ones who created the Infinity Stones. They weren't necessarily part of a group. Because, uh, like, like there's one... I can't remember the name of it, but the place that they went to see the Collector in the first one... Nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere. It was actually the head... Of a celestial, of a dead celestial. Yeah. So okay, he said that you know, Caruso uh, slash ego slash whatever. Mm-hmm. He said that he was just like on his own for the longest time. Well, yeah, because space life. is so vast. Yeah. Yeah. Did I? Maybe I missed it. Did he come into contact with other celestials? If he, if he did, possible. Also, um, the reason I say that that Star Lord probably still has some super magic <clears throat> is because he was being tapped as a battery. Yeah. Uh, that's true. And the what what ego appears to have been using is power cosmic. So it's kind of like a latent force thing. Power cosmic is a different universe. Mm-hmm. No shit, you're right. Never yeah. mind. But hey, <laughs> no, I always think that How many of those root beers have you had? No, no, no. You're right. I just always think of Galactus and Fi- and, and Fantastic Four as not being Marvel for some reason. <laughs> because Fox. Because yeah. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. No, you're yeah. right. But it could have been Power Cosmic. That's true. He may but, still have it. It'd just be in a diminished form. Yeah. Or, right. you know, well, he, or just he will, he'll, he will work out that he has it probably in a dramatic the, moment and burn it out and burn it out entirely in, in one big use at some point. Yeah. To rip the gauntlet off Thanos. Yeah. yeah. That would be great. And, <laughs> the, or something or yeah, another. Yeah. Or something. Well, here's the thing that we're MCU to the diverge from MU. The Celestials are these massive robotic things 
I mean, one of them stood on the, I think one of them stood on the North Pole and still stuck out into space. Yeah. Uh, Thor had to do one of his massive, uh, you know, overstrikes just to crack one of their armor. Thor is one of, like, Thor and I think Doctor Strange are the only people who have ever faced a celestial and called it better than a draw. Yeah. <laughs> and Doctor Strange is painfully OP. Yeah. Especially in Marvel actual, in Marvel Comics universe. And Thor really is Marvel's Superman. You know, no, I mean? that's Hyperion. No, that's I mean, well, in the power set, yes, but as far as the, what the role the character plays, yeah, Thor is is the one that you know, you know yeah, the Celestials basically, one of them is you know Ereshkigal the Judge. They show up and decide whether or not a planet uh, gets to continue existing or not. The uh, it was mentioned in Doctor Strange of Tribunal, Living Tribunal. Is that one of the Celestials too, or is that something else? Let's Living see. Tribunal is like with is like with uh, Eternity. Um, okay. It's one of the. It's one of the. It's one of the. F- Which also came up. Yes. Star Lord was seeing Eternity, Eternity and not in the metaphoric. Yeah. Terms. It's one of the primal. <laughs> what I would call one of the primal forces of the universe. Okay. Just like death, uh, Eternity is the flip side. Is all life in the universe. Then you've got the Living Tribunal, which pretty much judges everything. It's got three faces. Um, and then you've got... Um, Death is another one of those uh, potential story seeds that I don't know if they're going to do anything with. Yeah. Because that whole line from Avengers is uh, to go against them is to court death, and then Thanos just grins. That's because Thanos has always courted death. Yeah. But Thanos is in love. Here's the thing. The He's got to get in line behind Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. The Infinity War <laughs> slash Infinity Crisis, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. The Infinity Outlet thing. Um, I, I watch a, a guy who does comic book reviews called uh, Nate Lincar, and he and he's been talking about um, he's he's doing a Vet Comics Month right now, and the Saturday, the Monday after this this comes out, he's go he's do, talking about the Infinity uh, the Infinity War. Okay. Infinity Gauntlet. Whatever, whatever the hell you call that. Crisis. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But he said, and so next week we're talking about a love story yeah. where half of the population of the universe dies because yeah. that because the whole thing, um, Thanos just really wants to He's get trying to bring you death to death. Yep. Yeah. And that's why I'm wondering if they're actually going to bring her in or if they're just going to keep that line as literal death, not the character. So would it be fair to say that Death said, no glove, no love? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And Thanos says, okay, I've got the glove. <laughs> I've only heard that actual line in one movie. In the third Highlander. What's that? No glove, no love. Um, <laughs> it's a terrible, terrible line. Yes. Yes, yeah, well, it was a terrible, um, terrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> when he said it, I was like, "Sounds about right." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, it is actually uh, implied. Looking, I'm looking at Celestials that um, the guy who had the Infinity Stone, the giant, the giant thing that had the Infinity Stone uh, in in, uh, in Guardians, Guardians One was, was a Celestial. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying. No, they created yeah. them. Right. Yep. Yeah. 
they took the uh, like the primordial energies of the universe and turned them into six stones. Yeah. Specifically, it's being used by Eson the Searcher. Yeah. And he was massive. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, just just what they sh- what the collector showed the guardians on how they were being made. He was decimating the world, and he was huge. Yeah. Yep. He was nearly the size of said world, if not bigger. I. Normally, I would be worried about Infinity War, right? If, but Marvel has just been like on point with virtually every one of these movies. Well, after yeah. after here's here's what sealed it for me is seeing the Russo brothers handle Civil War that well with that yes. many characters. I'm like, okay, they can do it. If they yeah. can do it at all, it has to be them, and they're doing it. So I have faith. Yeah, yeah. And, and Infinity it, War will have the have closer to the number of characters that Civil War should have if Marvel <laughs> actually had the rights to them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and the thing is that they, that they made Captain, you know, they made Civil War almost a perfect blend of Avengers two point five. Yes. Right. <laughs> you know, and Captain America two point five. You yeah. Know. I can't remember somebody somebody specific is supposed to be like instrumental in getting the Avengers back together for Infinity War, and it's somebody who. Um, I don't remember if it was a Guardian or one of the upcoming, like, Black Panther. Somebody who is not officially an Avenger is supposed to be instrumental in getting them together for Infinity War. I'd say Coulson, but... Uh, <laughs> they flat out say that yeah, he's the movies and the show... Never the twain shall meet. Yeah. 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 No, they, could, they could make an exception for Coulson. I would love that. <laughs> yeah. And I want to see Tony deck uh, Nick Fury yeah. for that happening. Phil? His name is Agent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> First name is Agent. Bill. Bill Connors. Ned. Bam. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, can punch Fury in the face for. See, I you brought him back being, to life. I could see it being. I could see it being T'Challa. I could see it being Fury. That would be nice. Because how, how many movies has Jackson done? I mean, how much time do you have? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as as Fury. At uh, all of them. As Fury, because he signed a. a Deal for so many. Yeah, uh, it's not, uh, not full he movies, started in Iron Man. He had the little stinger at the end of Iron Man. Yeah, and the stingers count as. And a stinger in um, Hulk. In, uh, in he was not in Stinger for Hulk. That was Tony. Tony was right. Tony came up to Ross. That's right. Okay, I'm sure. And told that he was in Iron Man Two. Was in Iron Man Two. Yeah. Uh, he was in all over fucking Avengers. Uh, Avengers One and Dose. Yeah. Um, so that's four. He was okay. in. I think all of the Captain America movies at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cap one and two. He was was he in? He was not in three. No, he wasn't in Civil War. Was so Civil he was War. in two out of the three Cap. So that's movies. six. That's yeah. six that's movies six. so far. Uh, I don't know if you, if the uh, his appearance in Shield counts towards his deal. He had two appearances in that. Yeah. Um, but I think that's it. So he still has three movies. Yeah. As part of his deal, but, but Infinity, I don't see him being there like during the actual war, but yeah, on Earth getting stuff started, I could see it. Yeah, so I kind of bring it like, back to Guardians a bit. How do you? It's so self-contained. How do you see them transitioning the Guardians into the whole broader, you know, meta hey, story? These guys on Earth are dealing with Thanos, Dad. Let's go kill him. 
He's pretty much got it right. By the way, I would love to see an entire movie of Nebula just going on a rampage across the galaxy. Sign me up for that. I want just one scene of Infinity War where Nebula and uh, Gamora are just going to town on Thanos. Yeah, that'd be pretty great. Yeah. Now, the problem is they'd be fighting Thanos. Well, it'd be yeah. towards the end of it, like probably towards the end of the second Thanos movie. Thanos has laid waste to all of the Avengers at once. Yes. Thanos, <laughs> without <laughs> the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. I'm talking Thanos about, like, is a badass motherfucker. After they've got him practically defeated, the final, like, assuming yeah. they don't kill him, the final beatdown, basically, coming from his daughters. Yeah. Well, can you ever really kill Thanos? Who he knows? would kind of like to, like you to. Marvel likes killing people off. Yeah, we, we have a phrase. I'm still waiting for Red Skull to come back. Yeah. Well, there there's a phrase. Red Skull is only Marvel dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, which is which, which is kind of like, oh, I got a scratch on my forearm. Yeah. There's like <laughs> it's only slightly well, dead. It's, it's like the uh, it's like the old line. Um, nobody stays dead in comic books, except for Bucky Barnes, Tim Drake, or not Tim Drake, Jason Todd, and Uncle Ben. Of those three, two of them are, cr- are currently yeah. are currently revealed to have been got brought back to life. <laughs> there are two that I know of: uh, Ben Parker, the original Captain Marvel. 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 Captain Marvel uh, died of cancer. Yes. He stayed dead. For I a think while. Jean Grey has stayed dead for a while now. Nope. Um, <laughs> she she keeps coming back to life. Well, I mean, when you got the term Phoenix involved, it's kind of... Well, uh, they also brought one of her back forward for the meantime. Um, Yeah, people generally in comics don't don't stay stay dead. dead. Yeah, uh, with what happened to Red Skull being sucked into whatever the Tesseract was doing... The Cosmic Cube. I could see him working with Thanos, and that's why we haven't seen him come back yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is, you're right. It's you see it, him come back as like it's the cosmic ba- cube, bigger, yeah, badder exactly. version of himself. And also see, notice the Infinity Stone of energy. I want to say uh, uh, space. They have all those kind of mixed up yeah. as to what they all are. There's like what 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 are they? Anyway? You got mind and time and that's that's the thing. The Marvel universe versions and the movie universe life. are actually a bit different. Yeah, because yeah. the one vision. Why well, just made MCU? Vision has no, the mind. He has the mind stone. Right. I do have an internet connection. Shut up. And the <laughs> the the ether from Thor two yeah. is supposed to be the reality gem, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. The Tesseract is the power stone. Okay. Ah. Mm-hmm. And obviously the one in Doctor Strange is the time stone. The power of reality yep. behind the time. So um, there's also in the comics and whatever there was the soul stone. Um, I don't remember which one was in Guardians. It might have been. So, um, according to the Marvel Cinematic Universe wiki, the soul, the space stone is the Tesseract, mm-hmm. um, which is also the Cosmic Cube, theoretically. The Mind Stone um, is in Vision's head. Mm-hmm. The Reality Stone was the Ether. The Power Stone was the purple one that yeah. the Nova Corps currently has. That's the other way they're going to get the Guardians involved. Yeah. Thanos. Uh, what's likely going to happen is that some people are going to chase Thanos to uh, Xandar. Yeah. And that will get the, the Guardians will show up to save Xandar. 
fail. So that's going to mean they're going to have to they're going to have Iron Man because mm-hmm. no one else can get into space but him and Vision. Uh, or T'Challa and Thor. Yeah. And then the time stone is uh, the Eye of Agamotto, and always has been. Yeah. yeah. And there has not yet actually been a, re- a revelation of the Soul Stone. Um, it, I expect that likely the Soul Stone will actually make its first appearance in, in the first Infinity War. Uh, wow. He may already have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of. At first, a lot of people were calling BS on Marvel because uh, in the first Thor, you see the gauntlet in the vault. And then at the end of Guardians, you see Thanos put on the gauntlet. How the fuck did he get it? But if two you different hands. And look, they're two different gauntlets. Yep. yep. One's left handed, one's right handed. Yeah. And, and Thanos pulls the right handed yeah. uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Josh the right hand of Infinity. Which, Brolin, even though it's two different, um, I almost said publishers, but between Marvel and Fox, Brolin is actually possibly playing two different Marvel characters. Because huh. he's in line to play Cable right now. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. The guy's playing Thanos, or? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he's going to be Cable. That's a shame. I really wanted uh, Ron Perlman to be Cable. <laughs> yeah, he's a little old, old <coughs> for it at this point, I think. But he's Ron Perlman. Granted, it's Robert Downey Jr., so it's hard to tell if he's being serious or not, but he's uh, been teasing um, Uru armor. Ooh. Oh, Which man. Is, yeah, that has been How done a few f- times. How would he forge that stuff? Uh, help from the doors. Yeah. <laughs> he tells them how to build it, they build it. Yep. <coughs> okay, and it's been, it's been done seen, in comics, too. Yeah, we've seen Tony, you know, this Tony, MCU Tony, build shit. He has got to be right there. No, you're completely fucking useless. Give me that. <laughs> Tony Stark built this in a cave with scraps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I want it, even, I don't want any explanation as to how he got it except for what he says. I want him to just show up, like him and Thor go to Asgard, and come back, and he's got this new armor. And so, would you do that? Found a bunch of scraps on Asgard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the picture that he posted, I'm pretty sure, is not going to be what's in the movie. I mean, it could be. It looks very Asgardian, but still looks very Iron Man. Could be concept art. Could be. We shall see. But also the idea of him, I mean, he's going to need something like that to go up against Thanos. We were running short on time. Do we have anything else to say about Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, it's freaking awesome. It was really good. Yeah. I can talk about it. See it in IMAX 3D if you can. Yes, yeah, it was God. actually. Yeah, I was. I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Especially um, Rocket's trap. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> oh God, the gravity bombs. Yeah, <laughs> Rocket. Yeah, and okay. One of my other favorite lines. I know you. I am you. <laughs> you know, because it is like. Yeah, it's that. It's that's that. Uh, I know who you are. Because you're me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, oh yeah, okay. Like, oh, and Rocket didn't argue. Yeah, Rocket did not. He was arguing until he said that. Line. He did the impossible. He shut up, Rocket. Yes, <laughs> shut Rocket up. Yes, <laughs> and Which is very true to the actor too. I like how I like how um, there was also the line where Gamora says, "We take the best pilot in the universe to fly through this thing," and and and. Then there's the whole thing where they fight over the controls. Yes. But then later, Gamora says, either you or Rocket could have gotten us through that. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Which I don't know whether that means she was lying about it was going to take the best pilot in the universe or whether she thinks really that both of them are pretty much the best damn pilots in the universe. Yeah. Well, and and the thing is, is that when either either one of them was doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was. If they hadn't have been fighting over it, either one of them. Yeah. But I love that quantum asteroid field. With asteroids just popping into fucking yes. existence. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. In and out of existence. Yeah. And colliding yeah. with each other. The multiple space jumps scene. Uh, that was hilarious. Oh, the 700 space jump? Yeah. It's yeah. oh, not good for the body to take even fit more than 50 of them. I know. You just put in 700. We're in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, going through, the, going through the quantum field, one jump. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And then, the 10,000 got blown apart with the shotgun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I love, you know, as they're going by Ego on the ship, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect, Kurt Russell. He's nonchalant. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, I just destroyed a thousand ships with a wave of my hand. Hey, how's that? Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. Let's go. Let's go. Also, I like how, uh, how yes, he. Stanley is the Watcher. Yeah, a Watcher. Confirmed. Well, they haven't watcher. specified if he's supposed to be a Watcher. A lot of people uh, said that they're fine with Watcher, but not okay with the Watcher. Just because the Watcher had a very specific personality, that's just not Stan. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. I did love the way that spray-on repair shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh my let me God. get my ship repair repellent. Or... Yeah, yeah, you know, my ship's my ship repair. Anti-damage spray. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it's just like, good God, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's right. so casual, like he's watering the lawn. Yeah. yeah, it's like no wonder they can keep the Milano flying. It's, it's just spray on, apply directly to the damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, well, yeah. that, that hurt seeing the Milano officially completely destroyed. Yeah, yeah, but I'm glad they were able to. Do well, that was that was the other reason I was like, "Hey, Peter could invent, could uh, could create ship here." Is and that, I don't know what ship is. Ship is their ship. Okay, it's called raising ship. your voice at me. It's not going to make me know what that means. <laughs> I didn't read Guardian. It's their semi. It's it's their sentient spaceship. Okay, because mm. I know in Star Wars there was a living ship that they also just called ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I've never seen or heard of it in Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's and, a she's a living ship. And awesome. yeah, there's something similar in uh, Power Pack, which yeah. is like My Little Pony for Marvel. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their 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 mentor literally is a horse. Um, anyways, of course. But <laughs> I, I think we can all agree that it, just to sum it up, I am Groot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Definitely. We are Well put. Um, and I don't think I even want to try saying one of them is better than the other because they were both Guardian movies, but they were so different. Very different movies, yeah. Yeah. I like, think one, probably... one's a legit action movie, the other one's a great feel-good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'd have, to, I'd have to give it to one just by a very slight margin, I think, because you can't replicate the like first impression seeing the characters and having the them come time. together. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. the Avengers versus an Avengers sequel. Like You can't really outdo the original assembling of the Avengers. Getting them all together. Yeah, having exactly. their first bit of banter. Yeah. Right. yeah. You have an attack plan. I have a plan. Attack. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. In, in the first yeah. one, to me, there's nothing more noble than all these ships linking up 
as a living the Nova Corps. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty amazing. And then yeah. they all die. Huh? And then they all die. I'm hoping Infinity War will actually introduce Nova. Yeah, the real Nova Corps. Yes. Yeah. The Green Lanterns of Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do need to we need to go ahead and wrap up. We're fine. Uh, we're out of time. I'm sorry. Um, do try to keep these to, lead to no more than about an hour and a half, barring exceptions. So, yes, this has been Neil. The one true Ben. Michael. Wookie. And? Tiffany. Even though she didn't say much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this has been Geek Phantology. You'll hear from us again next week. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It is brought to you by the letter N and the number 53. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm. Interstitial music was Ether Disco. And ending theme was March of the Mind, all by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. We read all of them. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us either by donating on our website or at Patreon at patreon.com slash theory. A final thought, you can never break the chain.